Welcome to Musically Speaking, the podcast with your hosts, Lewis and Pedro, where we discuss all things music, the business of music, and making your mark as an independent artist. We're glad you're here. So let's get this show started. Welcome to another episode of Musically Speaking, the podcast. My name is Lewis. And my name is Pedro. You want to catch catch people up on some stuff that's been going around? Yeah, for sure. On. Yeah, yeah. In a particular genre that's uh, kind of near and dear to our heart, it's uh, it's freestyle dance music. If you've been under a rock and you haven't heard the Stevie B rant, uh, well, we're going to try to fill you in on what's going on with that. Yeah, the the, the rant I heard around the freestyle world. Well, because part three, because there was three of them. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he I heard crazy. the first rant and, and laughed my ass off. I thought that was great. <laughs> There are people that's putting out records right now, quote-unquote freestyle records. And I'm not going to say no names. You know exactly who they are. But them fucking records are fucking horrible. There's a whole slew of records coming out right now by a group of people. And I can't even fucking believe some of these records are coming out. Productions are horrible. Artists can't fucking sing. Songs are mediocre at best. And it is absolutely a fucking embarrassment to even be associated with a genre called freestyle. Um, you know, lots of expletives in there, but, you know, Stevie B has always been somebody who has been very genuine, probably one of the pioneers of social media use as an artist. I mean, he was doing a lot of things like uh, working in the studio and showing people videos of stuff that he was been working on. He's been doing that for several years now, mainly on a Facebook presence. Um, so, so he's he's ahead of the game there, yeah. yeah. With I his mean, with his social media use, yeah, for sure. That, that's a good point. He's uh, often considered in most circles as the king of freestyle dance music. And for those who don't know, you know, freestyle dance music really originated in the Bronx, New York, probably in the '80s, right after the whole disco and, and hip hop phase, and uh, it became very popular among the Latin community. And uh, a lot of great artists have come out of that genre and are still gigging today, still performing today. They're probably in their late '50s or early '50s, still doing their thing. And Stevie B is one of those who had some really early on success. Um, not only in freestyle music, but I would even say freestyle pop or even pop dance music. Yeah, I mean, if you want to kind of dig a little deeper there, I mean, the dance songs, uh, Spring Love, Part of Your Body, but obviously having a number one hit on the Billboard charts with the Postman song, you know, Because I Love You. I mean, this guy has been able to do some really big things spinning off of what was freestyle dance music. And he's a very well-respected man in not just the music industry in the freestyle world, but in, in music in general. Yeah, um, and he's know. paid. Did, did you see his house and his cars? Yeah. I mean, you, you, <laughs> the guy, first of all, he, he's he's got some big hits, so he's got some good royalty checks, but he's also a very good, uh, smart businessman in terms of the music business, being yeah, producing, sure. um, make, you know, making music, writing for a bunch of artists. I mean, he, well, he well, did look, a lot of stuff. And as an example of the biggest, like, like you look at him, right, and you say, well, his his counterparts, right? His peers, you know, why aren't they living? Why aren't they living in a seven million dollar house, or you know, have exotic cars in the driveway? And the difference between Stevie B and artists like Judy Torres and George Lamont and Cynthia's and Johnny O's is that Stevie B wrote a majority of his songs, so Stevie B is swimming in music publishing, um, and that is that's that's money that comes in perpetually. Um, so. 
you know, just a hint to those folks out there who want to get into the music business as as an artist. You know, just stay on top of your writers, stay on top of your publishing, because that's really where the money's at. And no better example than Stevie B. Yeah, and I think one of the things that Stevie B did that I really appreciate, because I'm a huge Stevie B fan myself, and I like a lot of his music past the point of where he kind of uh, reached his peak in terms of popularity. So I know a lot of his music past that point. He continued to make music, whether it was going to be huge or not, because he knows that as long as you have stuff coming out, people will listen to it. And then streaming came in, and I listened to a lot. He has a huge catalog, so hundreds of songs, a lot of good stuff too. Right. And, and you know, all those pennies add up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you know, it's good to have a couple of big hits, but it's not a bad idea to have 200 songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and especially when your hands are in the pot. You're, you're doing the production, you're doing the mixing and engineering and the recording and, and you're keeping your publishing. Yeah, of course you're going to, that's, that's the way to go. You know, and I, and I think that this is a great segue into kind of his rant. I mean, rants are becoming like a bigger thing now with with artists you know with social media and having a platform where you could reach all your audience immediately and not just in music but anywhere yeah uh, you know stevie b decided you know this is a time for me to let people know how i feel about uh, specifically the, the music business or the the freestyle dance music genre in general and he kind of just put his thoughts out there and uh, was extremely blunt about it, which yeah. is, is his he prerogative. Didn't yeah, he yeah. didn't hold anything back. <laughs> and I think that's fine. I, I, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't see anything wrong with that because that's him being who he is. And he's always been pretty honest, even when he was doing those things where he was in the studio and showing folks his music. And he's like, you know, I don't like this or I like that. And he was always very honest with uh, with his fans. Right, right. Because he was, he was talking to people that are into him. And I think that's important. But when you rant about a genre or a community at large, uh, you're going to press some buttons. And I think that was on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he he, he really targeted not his fan, but the industry as as a whole. So he's talking about other artists, production, um, those folks who are releasing music, record labels. He really kind of, you know, put his foot down and say, hey, listen, you know, I've been silent long enough. Uh, what I've been hearing is straight garbage, and you guys got to step up your game, and you need to do A, B, and C, and you're not doing it, and you're bringing down this genre, and that's why this genre is not successful. Um, and he went on and on. So he really targeted those folks and and and. Part of the key thing, I think, and you mentioned this before, kind of offline, is that, you know, he really didn't mention names uh, in the beginning of his, you know, his first rant out of the three, um, which really, you know, sparked the the whole uh, the whole move. Um, he, he wasn't naming people. So, you know, he kind of left it up in the air. Who is he talking about? You know? Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, I, I think that he should have at least mentioned not everybody's garbage, but I like these people. It shows a couple things. One it shows that Stevie B's actually has his ears to the ground and is paying attention because if he said, hey, X, I like their stuff. I like what they're doing or this is something that I would listen to or purchase. But he was so blanket about it that it's like, I don't really know who you're talking about. How am I supposed to know where to go? Right, exactly. I think that that was a big problem, at least for me listening to that. Yeah. Now, the, I, the, I, I will say, though, he meant that was the first rant, right? Because there are two more after that. So it looks like... He would rant, 
he would let it simmer for a day, see all the responses, and, and he's reading. He's reading the responses, seeing the post on Facebook, and then he'll come back for the second rant, and then he'll start getting a little more specific. He'll start naming some names of artists that he likes that are in the new school industry, new school freestyle industry, and then he'll talk about some of the more established artists, and then on the third rant, you know, he's taking in more uh, comments from from fans and, and from the groups, and then he's adding more. So it did grow uh, it's a little more specifics by the by rant number three, um, but damage was done by that time. You know, folks were kind of up in arms. Yeah, and, and to to broaden up kind of the conversation here a little bit, there have been other artists who have had rants. Uh, I think we famously talked about Cardi B being uh, upset For at sure. people mentioning her that oh, why should you win a Grammy? So and so should win a Grammy, and, you know, and kind of belittling her success or her win. You know, uh, we've had other artists like T.I. who was like, what are you talking about? I've only had two good songs. Are you crazy? Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with him. T.I. Oh. is one of my favorite artists. But Oh, for sure. And even the time when T.I. went at Kanye West, when Kanye West, you know, did the, his own rants talking about, um, you know, our current president and whether he should wear that hat or not. And and so, you know, they, they kind of took it to social media. And that, that kind of, that's been the move now. You know, that's been where artists are. They have a platform, like you said, where they can reach their fans instantaneously and uh, and have a, a platform to, you know, to vent, to say how they really feel on, you know, on just on the personal side, not on the business music side where you have filters and you have record companies saying, well, you can't say that. But on your own social media, you know, you're, you're going to do what you want to do. Yeah, and, and I think we've seen how artists being genuine and being themselves have catapulted them to have more success because people feel like, you know, they know them, they're attached to them. It could also alienate people as well. I mean, Eminem is a good example of someone who was really uh, getting kind of political and really just wanted to mention how he felt about the times and, and things like that. And there was a group of people who were like, look, I like your music, stay away from this. And then he had to backtrack a little. So right. you, you put yourself in a position where, look, you make a stand, you say what you have to say, or you can just be really weird like Kanye and just kind of say all kinds of nonsense and then change your mind a lot. Um, <laughs> exactly. It, it makes it weird because every time I see Kanye working on stuff, I'm like, man, this guy's a genius, but he, he might really be bipolar because I, I don't understand what's going on. So, uh, you know, I think this whole conversation about artists being able to really push themselves and do or say whatever they want directly to the public is good and bad. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, absolutely. And most recently with, with the unfortunate passing of Nipsey Hussle, uh, there was some controversy that came out of that with uh, Kodak Black taken to IG um, Live and kind of spewing, you know, just some hurtful things about Nipsey Hussle and his family and his wife. Um, and, uh, you know, that that got a couple of artists ticked off and, and T.I. took it to the airwaves, social airwaves and invented as well. So and, and even the game. So in hip hop, especially, I think I think they really don't have a filter. Right. Because I think in hip hop, they're not afraid to name names or call people out. Yeah. And uh, hip hop is is right now in a state of flux because they're, you know, it's, it's very obvious in hip hop where the ages are, you know, you have your golden age, you have your start of hip hop, you have, you know, your nineties, you have moments where we know who's shining and what's going on. But right now hip hop is an amalgam of a bunch of stuff and nobody is really 
kind of out there. Nobody is separating themselves. So right. when you have folks like Kodak Black or even, you know, young artists saying, you know, Tupac was nonsense or they'll That's say crazy. something like that. Who would say that? That's crazy. <laughs> it, it, but they do. I and know, I think I, know. A, I think a big part of it is that, and Eminem speaks to this and a lot of other artists who grew up listening to some of this music, what they're saying is, look, we're not telling you to tell us we're awesome. But you have to listen to the history. It's you. You have to pay attention to what they were talking about, and at least respect it. Right. And then step up from that. All other hip hop artists have done that, leading up to every era. But this era, there seems to be like a, a, a defiance. Yeah, like I don't care about this. This is my style. But at the same time, when Stevie B was mentioning, I don't want to see these closet producers. I don't want to see you guys putting out this kind of as he called it trash. But he makes a good point. Any anybody can do almost anything today fairly quickly, even this podcast, right? Absolutely. You know, you don't have to be in a studio to do something, but you need to be dedicated and you need to respect what's going on behind the scenes. And and hip hop is doing that a lot more. A lot of these kids, they wanna almost to create controversy in a sense, because I think they just do it to say it. Right. But it it's it's not smart. I think because you, you you just sound kind of ignorant in a sense, but um, yeah, Nipsey Hussle passing away was was a big deal for a couple reasons. You know, I I wasn't very familiar with his work um, because it just never came on my radar. He's more of a West Coast hip hop artist, but he was also not uh, not quite there yet. He was almost about to reach what was peak crescendo. So he was a mixtape artist he was really pushing himself out there his actually full release just happened so he was not there he was about to push into what was the landscape of everyone's ears but he was also from a place in california that a crenshaw that is, is you know it's known for gangs it's known for violence and he tried really hard to fix things and and in his, in his unfortunate passing really put a lot of things in perspective because it makes you think about uh, not just the artist, but what he wanted, what he meant to the community at large. I got killers to the left of me. Where's lurking on her? Ain't show no mercy on her. We was going back to back. We put a curfew on her. It was dark clouds on us, but that was perfect for us. You know you always crash and burn, but it was working for us. Let me tip the B12. Double check the details. Gotta cross my T's and dye my eyes or I can't sleep well. Millions off of retail. Once again, I prevail. Knew that shit was over from the day I dropped my pre-sale. Hold up, let the beat build. See me in the street still. I've been fighting battles up a steep hill. They gave my road dog 12, it was a sweet deal. And I've been riding solo trying to rebuild. Look. I was riding around in the V12 with the rags in the middle. Had a friend almighty God, they let my dog out the kennel. When you get it straight up by the mud, you can't imagine this shit. I've been pulling up in the drop tops with the baddest bitches. Young nigga been and what most independent artists mean to their communities, right? Because they're there. When you're talking independent music, you know, you're talking local music. You talk kids who are, you know, they're trying to conquer their block. They're trying to conquer their city and, and rep that, you know, they mean a lot to those people around them, uh, especially on the come up. So, you know, Nipsey Hussle was one of those folks who was beloved in his city as our most independent artists. So, you know, big, big ups to his family. And, and I hope they uh, get through this. Um, but but nonetheless, you know, in, in terms of music and, and especially for independent artists, you know, often independent artists look at artists more established as examples, as 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 a roadmap, as blueprint. 
of, of what, you know, what to do and what to avoid. And I, and I think back to the host DVB thing, you know, I think his intent overall, um, I think he was right on the money, you know, in terms of, of how, what kind of focus you need to have to be competitive, to even be in a conversation with, with, you know, the platinum records he has on his wall. You know, he, he, he wants you to understand as an artist that you have to put that work in, that because it's so easy, because anyone can buy, you know, $500 worth of studio equipment and jump in their bedroom and put out records in, in a matter of a week on iTunes, just like a major artist can, doesn't mean that you should, right? It Because it, it, there has to be some, some dues that have to be paid. You have to do things the correct way, learn from the masters, learn from those who, are, who, who come before you. Um, and like he says, you know, listen and learn. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where Stevie B wanted to just push people in a way. Nobody's really doing that. I think that there was at least some sort of you know way of doing things in the music industry that there were folks who were gatekeepers and folks who pushed you right. to become better. And and that was that's kind of lost, right? There's yeah. nobody really gatekeeping what's going on and for as a long, long as, time now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as long as you could sell 50 copies, you're something, right? I mean, this also goes back to something very interesting, not necessarily the same topic, but, uh, you know, Instagram influencers, right? right? You know, if you have enough followers, you can consider yourself somewhat of an influencer, so you want free stuff. But what are you influencing? And uh, I think that that's what some people are wondering, right? Just because you have a bunch of people following you, that doesn't mean anything, you know, or if you sell a couple of records, that doesn't mean anything. I think what Stevie B was trying to just say is that he wants the quality to, to be better and to push each other because everybody's just in their own lane. They're like, Hey, I don't care. You sell whatever you want. I'll sell whatever I want. And it, it's, it can be easy because you're doing that. I mean, for someone like myself who listens to a ton of music, uh, there's a lot that I don't like, but it's unfortunate because I really want them to get better. Right. right. And, and I think one of the unfortunate things and, and probably what's to be expected is that you you look at, you know, shooting the messenger. Right. So right after, you know, his points, you have folks coming out saying, oh, well, you know, this is going on in your personal life or you haven't released any hits since, you know, the 80s or 90s. And, you know, who are you to to give advice? But I think it's important not not to focus on the messenger, but focus on the message. Because I think the message is true. No matter who says it, the message is true. And yeah, and I think people have to forget, or more importantly, I think people need to remember that this message has been said many, many times by many, many people, including myself, to other artists, you know, when they send me something, they'll say, hey, what do you think yeah. about this? And I'll be honest, I'll be like, look, I would not put this to release. Don't, don't embarrass yourself. And you know, they take my word for it, right? But I don't have that background. I don't have platinum records. I don't have access to, you know, I don't have those things. So I think Stevie B probably was having a lot of conversations with a lot of people and he had enough. And and he has, yeah, he has a cachet. I think that's important. I mean, the message is big and you know what? We wouldn't be talking about it if it was me or you just mentioning it, right? But so, and I think it's important. I think the message is clear work hard don't give up work hard and take your lumps and learn Pay yeah, absolutely i know it's easy it's so easy to release music 
Um, and you know, there's, there's a, a angst uh, from an artist for fame, for, uh, gratif- instant gratification, you know, having folks say, Oh my God, that sounds great. When it really doesn't, you know, it's just a really hard, uh, a hard road to navigate, you know, when you don't have real, you know, people around you who are going to be honest, who are going to be, uh, who are, who are knowledgeable, who know the difference between, you know, a, a a vocal that's out of tune and that's not, you know, you need those kind of folks around you. And, you know, and maybe having those conversations with, with, uh, people like Stevie B who are in the business or, you know, maybe find a local engineer or, uh, you know, call on somebody who's been in the game for a while, you know, just really get some people around you who are going to be honest, not necessarily friends and family, you know, friends and family are going to love you. They're going to say what they're going to say. Um, to support you, but you're not necessarily getting the truth there. So, you know, really reach out. Yeah, and I think one of the things that's really been missing in the music industry at large is a kind of that testing period. You know, there were record pools. There were places where listening parties, you know, there were records that were test pressed that were sent to clubs. You know, when you have strangers dancing to your music or people who are like, I don't know who that is, but that sounds great then you get a better right. feel for what you're doing. We we don't have enough of that. We just have a lot of yes men surrounding us and giving us instant gratification, which which is, is a big problem, I think. Uh, using our podcast as an example, look, I get it. My friends are going to tell me that this podcast is awesome because I'm awesome and you're awesome, <laughs> right. right? But the best... The best ones that I've had, the best times that, that somebody has given me some good feedback are people that I don't really yeah. know. And they're like, look, I don't know you that well, or I don't know that you knew a lot about music, but I like this about this right. podcast. It seems a little more genuine. We're missing a lot of that. And, you know, that's a, that's a big problem that we have, you know, being able to at least... I used to get a lot of demos. I don't know if people still do yeah, those, right? but... <laughs> I, I remember sitting... Sitting in front of a label, I, I remember going to Robin's Entertainment and and sitting there in front of the A and R, letting you know they play your stuff and you're just nervous as hell. Oh, do they like it? Oh, you know, hey, this is great. I'll give you a call, and then you never get that call. Um, I've been at 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 Disney, at Hollywood Records, uh, to to audition for for a label. So those were the days, man, when you really had to go through the approval process. You really had to go through layers and layers and layers before you're even considered. Um, where they would say, okay, good demo, now let's take it to a real studio, a real engineer, and, and a real producer, and, and let's redo this music. You know, so those those days are long gone, and I don't know the answer. I don't know how to fix that. Um, I, I think, you know, the, it's the good with the bad, right? So you have so much freedom now. Now is the best time ever to be an independent artist, but what what goes along with that? The freedom of releasing whatever you want, right? So it, it's it's a tough gamble. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's it's if it's really fixable at this point. I think yeah. that you're gonna have folks like Stevie B saying, "Hey, you guys gotta work better and do, you know, you gotta really get your act together." But this is going to continue. I think that what is going to be important is that people group themselves together and really form collectives in some sort of sense. I think, and it's going to freestyle music, dance music. It's a pretty tight knit group. Most people kind of know each other in some way. And maybe forming some sort of collective. I think that might work. Um, but as with any industry, you know, you have your your naysayers and your your positive thinkers. You know, who knows? Maybe we all need to come back to the table and kind of figure this thing out. And like you said, come up with some kind of collective where there is there is a new gatekeeper uh, in town. 
uh, and hopefully the uh, the music gets better. Well, this concludes another episode of Musically Speaking, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Please make sure to share, comment, uh, subscribe, and let us know what you think. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to Musically Speaking with your hosts, Lewis and Pedro. Be sure to visit musicallyspeakingpodcast.com for show notes, past episodes, and our blog. Please subscribe, like, or share with a friend. Till next time.